There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 846. This episode is brought to you by... Life After. Uh, it's a new podcast from GE Podcast Theater uh, and Panoply. So uh, this is the same team behind the message. And this podcast explores the questions like, what happens to our digital lives when we're gone? Could our online personalities be brought back to life, resurrected digitally, if you will? Uh, so start from episode one today. Binge the rest. The story follows FBI employee Ross Barnes. He spends his days conversing online with his wife, Charlie, who died eight months ago. The tech behind the digital resurrection leads Ross down a dangerous path that threatens his job, his own life, and maybe even the world. Subscribe to Life After wherever you get your podcasts. And now let's go to the Nerdist Community Corkboard. Uh, one of Kyle Clark's, our favorite walk-around Muppet, who hasn't been working on the podcast because he gets to, he works on At Midnight now. I, he gets there at a, an ungodly hour. But uh, one of Kyle's favorite bands, Lemuria, is, is going to be playing at uh, the Echo in L.A. January 27th uh, with Katana and Mikey Erg. They are, the show's going to be celebrating the 10-year anniversary of their album, Get Better. Uh, this is one of Kyle's favorite albums and so he wanted us to let you know that the show is going to be amazing. Go to theecho.com for info and tickets. I miss Kyle Clark. But then I see Kyle Clark at work. I miss Kyle on the podcast. But then I see Kyle at midnight. Uh, I just want to have his chuckle as my ringtone. You know, I'm going to do that. I can make him do that. He works for me. I can make him record his laugh uh, rather than just stealing it off the podcast. You hear those sirens out there? They're going to pick up Kyle Clark and bring him back here uh, to record his laugh for me. Get him, boys! Pretty seamlessly uh, wove that environmental snafu into some comedy pyrite. Uh, Metallica is on this episode of the podcast. It's uh, James and Kirk. You know, they were on, I think, three years ago? Four years ago? Maybe three years ago, for uh, when we were at Comic Con, and they were at Comic Con, and they were put the, they did the documentary, and uh, and now they have a new album, Hardwired to Self Destruct, which is available everywhere. Um, the nicest guys, Metallica, and really funny. Like they're, it's obvious we we get into like some cartoon talk and some comedy talk, but uh, but they're good dudes, and and it really was cool to have them back on, and but actually have them in in my studio instead of. Uh, being at comic-con in a weird conference room that felt very artificial i just need to be around my star wars wallpaper to feel comfortable uh so uh get the album uh, hardwired to self-destruct this is nerds podcast number 846 also brought to you by stamps.com 
The holidays are over, but that doesn't mean that going to the post office is any better. It's still not fun. You still have to find parking, wait in line, uh, drive there, all the same things you had to do during the holidays. Uh, But you have a computer, and I assume you have a printer, so just print out official U.S. postage for any letter or package. Uh, Everything you do at the post office you can do from your desk at a fraction of the cost. Right now, sign up for Stamps.com. Use the promo code NERDIST for this special offer. Four-week trial, including a $110 bonus offer with uh, postage in a digital scale. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in NERDIST. That's Stamps.com. Enter the promo code NERDIST. All right, here's the Nerdist Podcast number 846 with Metallica. Can you roll the thing? Yeah! Now entering Nerdist.com. Have you ever shot anything at the historic Hollywood Center Studios before? I don't own a gun. No, I take that back. I do own a gun. (laughs) I actually own a bunch of guns. (laughs) (laughs) And more guns than any one man should ever (laughs) This is a really historic lot. They shot Laurel and Hardy here. They shot Burns and Allen. Our our stage was the original Isle of Lucy stage. Really? It's kind of a crazy... I don't think anyone ever really notices it when they're driving by, but they should. There's a lot of really historic stuff happened here. I love Lucy too. She was great. I did not. I saw her just recently. Lucy, check it out. This I even took a picture. I feel like there is a scripted movie to be made about that show. And just the shit that went on. I mean, just like their relationship deteriorating through the... But they still had to go out and, you know, do... Oh, really? Desi Desi Arnaz, yeah. I don't know exactly when they got... I don't know if they split up during the show, but there was... There was, uh... Apparently some philandering that uh, that was happening (laughs) during the... Oh, yeah, there she is. (laughs) (laughs) She looks great! Yeah. That yeah, everything's like, uh, great. That was at Universal Studios. Ah, <laughs> okay. oh, Universal. It's like you went to visit her grave. <laughs> okay, I saw her recently. We yeah. dug her up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Looks good, you know? Looks good. Yeah. She <laughs> still has all her color. Still. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. She looks just like she did in, on the black and white show. That's exactly right. Thank you, bro. Yeah, we're good. Nice. Thank you so much. We're good. <laughs> oh. And now we're just alone. Now we're just weirdly alone. So many people hanging out. Is it? Yeah, why? Who are all those people? I don't know. I don't know. They're your people. Are they? I thought they were with you. No, I don't know any of those people. I'm always really interested in uh, where you... When you walk off stage and you're playing an arena and then you go in and then you're just in a weird, quiet room. Is that... (laughs) Like the toilet? (laughs) Like the toilet. Or just... It just... I, I think... I don't know if humans are really... I don't know if we're really evolved to accept that kind of weird... To be in front of, like, you know, 40,000 people, and then you're just in this weird, quiet... Does that have a does that have a name, or is there a ritual, or is there a thing that you... that you pro- <laughs> is, that, is, that, is there, like, a processing... Is there, like, a processing moment where you just kind of have to... All right, now I'm just alone. It's It varies. It varies. But, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's like you go from full-on, all senses attacked, and, and like... <laughs> Flowing back and forth to, pew, yeah, 
you know, yeah. shut down mode. Well, I, I've noticed that, you know, there is that moment where you, where you, you kind of realized, wow, everything's quiet. It's, everything's quiet around me. Everything's calmed down. And, and I hear the <laughs> ringing in my ears really loud. Yeah. <laughs> Can you turn some music on, please? Yeah. <laughs> the ringing in my ears, the pain in my shoulder and neck. <laughs> I must have played a show. Yeah. Well, I just think it's, uh, you know, when you're in that mode, it's just you're, it's, you're superhuman. Like, everyone seeing you is these, like... There are these mm-hmm. these deities have come down and they're providing this thing and you know it's rocking every every it's all senses like you said all senses but then you just go back and you're like I'm just a dude yeah <laughs> well what really helps that is with when my family's out on the road with me yeah and we usually do a runner you know we go from the stage right into a like a, a SUV and then take off to go to whatever shower have dinner somewhere hop in the car and you know the kids are like. Dad, what took so long? You know, it's like, oh, I'm doing this gig thing, you know? You probably saw yeah. that arena full of people out yeah. there. Yeah, that was that was for your dad. Yeah, the reason you're here. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, yeah. God, it yeah. doesn't matter what you do. Your kids are always going to give you shit. Reality check. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so true. Yeah. What took you so long, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> another, another, oh, did you have to do a second an, encore? Yes. Called an encore, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did. We did, as a matter of fact. And, you know, another another thing that I kind of realize after we play a show is it's like, and you know, a lot of times we do runners, like James said, straight off the stage into into vehicles, and we're all in like you know six vehicles speeding down the freeway toward uh, an airport somewhere, and you know at that point sometimes I I I I, I say okay quiet time, and then like you know it's so it happens so consistently. Uh, you know, from year to year, tour to tour, I sit there and I say to myself, okay, where's my cold pizza? <laughs> because, you know, you can never uh, do a runner and have warm pizza. It's it's physically impossible. The pizzas have to come before you're off to, off the stage and they come and they sit and they get cold. Yep. And so inevitably, you know... I know I'm on tour when I'm sitting in the back of a van somewhere, speeding down the freeway, eating cold pizza. Put, <laughs> That's, it, on, put it on the engine, man. Yeah, you know, you, you, could, <laughs> wrap it, up. you could wrap it in foil and like, put it on top of the carburetor or something. Foil schmoil, come on. Yeah, I know. It's, it's greasy already. Yeah. It's just engine a, grease. You know, it, 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 that way it won't stick, right, because of all the oil? Exactly. <laughs> you know, you need to start a fire, but whatever. You know what you hey, need to smoky do is, flavor. You, you, need, you need to come up with the next... Like this generation's uh, George Foreman grill. It's like the Kirk Hammett pizza warmer. Keeps yeah. pizza warm yeah. for hours. Forever. Forever. Yeah. After gig pizza glove or pizza. <laughs> yeah, <the> pizza glove. <laughs> no, because you. The got... pizza sock. <laughs> pizza sock. Oh. Uh, That's so you don't see the pizza's balls uh, when you're shooting, right? Uh, exactly. Ah, you said it. I didn't. Like a cup of pizza <laughs> gone to the next pizza. level. The cup of next pizza. Next level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The uh, uh, do you ever feel like because of what you do that it would be? Do you ever think, oh, I probably couldn't go make a weird pizza oven because I'm in Metallica and people are like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> or do you feel? Or do you feel like? Do you feel That's like? That's why he got Metallica. <laughs> yeah. Come on. 
Let's be honest <laughs> Just here. Just to get the pizza oven thing uh, off the, the ground? The pizza sock. The pizza sock. <laughs> yeah, All right. Kirk Hammett's pizza sock. This is a fucking great that, idea. That doesn't sound so hot. It doesn't. <laughs> it's supposed to be hot. Uh, yeah, it will, it will be. You know someone's going to make it and then you can sue them. We're you slipping, we're yeah, slipping right this. here. No, this is the pizza we're stocking, slipping. you guys. It's yeah, not the way pizza different. sock. Totally different. <laughs> I'm, holiday Kurt, version. I'm Kurt Hemmett. Different guy. <laughs> yeah, different yeah. guy. I, I'm Clark Hamlet. <laughs> yeah, of Metulica. <laughs> Metulica. <laughs> <laughs> totally different. We play medium metal. Medium yeah, metal. Yeah, medium yeah. metal. Yeah. Some adult contemporary. We're not, yeah. yeah. I don't play heavy metal. I play he- heavy tin. Yeah, exactly. It's a totally different thing. Totally yeah. different. Yeah. But I always wonder, like, when when you are so when you know when you when you're such a defining force in something as you guys are do do you ever feel trapped by that where you're like God, I'd really love to do but it's just weird. I think we kind of just gotta like make this. Or do you write stuff and you go, Ah, oh, that's not really a thing I can use. <laughs> you know, I, I'm 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 my guilty pleasure. One of my guilty pleasures in music is ragamuffin. Mm-hmm. Which is Jamaican rap? Yes, <laughs> there's no way that anyone's going to see any, <laughs> any sort of uh, ragamuffin stuff from this corner. But I'd love to hear it. Well, I'd love I think, to listen to it. I think it it's like the way you're putting it is true. You can think of it as wow, there's this golden cage, this golden prison that we're in. That I can't really do what I want to do, but there's so many other things that we get to do. Of that course, yeah. no way we'd be doing without this gift. But yeah, you know the, you know wanting to try to do something else, and then you realize that this is why we're here. I mean, really, at the end of the day, that that is what happens. Whether it's you know you want to, you know, Kirk's had uh, you you've been doing festivals like horror festivals, nice. you know, car shows I do, and all things like that. We have our hobbies, and those keep us happy outside of there. But I think the thing I the thing I'd like to do most that I haven't been able to in a long time is just go to a festival and hang out and watch bands and just sit on a blanket with my family or something and just like hang out with your buddies at yeah. a gig. God, That's that hard sounds, to do. That sounds so fun. <laughs> Want to come? This, yeah. I, can I right. yeah, sign me up? Bring the pizza sauce. I feel like, yeah. you, I, feel like you, <laughs> I will. I want pizza all day. I feel like you, I feel like that would be fun for a bit. And then you go, I gotta go to the bath. Ah, shit, the lines are really long. Ah, man, I can't get through. There's some guy just threw up on my feet. Like uh. you, like all the stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, this sucks. I oh. forgot. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff I did when I was 16. Yeah. My okay. God. Because I've, I've been to some festival. Uh, Bonnaroo has a comedy stage, and it was really fun to do. But there's, like, people basically, because it's in a field. I don't know if you've been to Bonnaroo uh-huh. before. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but, you know, it's in a field. And so there are these, like, tent villages. And you go, how do these people not die? It's in, su- it's in the <laughs> summer. They're drinking and doing drugs until like 5 o'clock in the morning. They pass out for a couple hours, and the sun comes up. There's no ventilation. They're in these tents. They're in pizza socks, basically. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> not just, you know. I mean, I guess when you're young, it just doesn't matter. You can, you can just power through that stuff. Absolutely. Well, Pay yeah, for I, it later. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, well, uh, for a lot of those people, those are new experiences. So they're like, yeah. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do more of it. And so, yeah. you know, they're, they have the enthusiasm behind yeah. it. You know, when you've been doing that for like 15 years or so, the, you know, over the course of time, the enthusiasm wanes a little bit. 
Yeah, I mean, when I when I was younger, I would always see people that I liked, and as I started to get older, comedians or musicians or whatever, and they'd start to get a little. It's like, oh, this stuff isn't really the same anymore. Oh, they're not really touring as much. They're really doing this. Boy, that really sucks that they gave up. And but then you start to get old, and you're like, I really like to be comfortable. Comfortable feels good. <laughs> yes. And so I always worry. I always wonder like what that balance is because I think creativity a lot of times stems from being uncomfortable. You know, you're uncomfortable or there's something that you're... So you got to express that in some way. But when comfort feels so good and we mm. gravitate toward comfort, how do you... I got you. Yeah. How, how do you kind of make sure that you balance between, like, being comfortable but also still being able to be creative? I always feel uncomfortable, even right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Wait, a, uh, is that uncomfortable? Di- no, that. no, not. I'm feeling some discomfort myself. Just a slight discomfort. Unfortunately yeah. for me, there is always going to be some kind of discomfort. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's not hemorrhoids or anything yet. That's but good. It's uh, just being in my own skin sometimes can be uncomfortable. Metallica. Certain situations, you know. No, Metallica's newest album is all about various salves and creams. Yeah, yeah. metalloids. <laughs> yep, that's what we got now. Yeah, from being on stage too long, what headbanging forces your yeah. your intestines out. Ow. Yeah, Ow. yeah. Ow. No, but I, I mean, don't push. Yeah, uncomfortable is not a problem. <laughs> I mean, being comfortable is is the goal, and sometimes it's reached. And I, but I agree that I struggle with that a lot, and people do question that. Can you be a comfortable artist, or do you have to be a starving or struggling artist? You know, right. to keep your creativity. But it depends on where it comes from, really. Yeah, you know? I th- I also think that you know. To a certain extent, you know, uh, culture has has programmed us to to think that if you're not, you know, uncomfortable doing what you're you're doing, then what you're doing doesn't have any any sort of worth or value. You know, <laughs> you have to sweat hard for whatever you're doing, whatever it is, for it to be any good. You know, I think that's been grilled into people. Someone. Someone shows up and they do something just like amazingly great and amazingly easy. You know, people are like, ah, oh, man, look at that guy. That guy sucks. <laughs> what a lazy ass. Yeah, but he got it that. done. I could do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like my kids. I'll be like flipping out like, where is this place? We're lost. Where's the thing? And they go, dad, chill out. They push a button and oh we're right here it's over there. It's like, oh, oh, we were right behind it. it. Yeah. That's right, too easy. We were right behind it the yeah. whole time. You got to learn to struggle like me. Come on. Yeah. I know I, I, that happens when I'm looking for something. They're like I'm like where is it? Where is it? Uh, it's right here, Dad. I'm like ooh, and yeah. I feel like Fred Flintstone shrinking down to like you know three inches. Now, do 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 your kids do your kids understand and appreciate what it is that? You do, or are they sort of? I would imagine they're your kids, so they're probably just not affected by all of it. My 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 kids think that uh, that guitar playing is boring, <laughs> but they like the like the music, and they t- totally can uh, appreciate you know the music. You know, dad's band plays, but as a result, my kids, my my, my oldest one, he plays uh, piano and cello, and my younger one plays violin. Mm-hmm. They go to Waldorf school. That's why they play such exotic instruments. Oh, wow. Yeah. Exotic. <laughs> you know, not guitar, yeah. bass, drums. Uh, cello? What yeah. is that called? Where's that from? That's crazy. <laughs> where, yeah, it's just like, you know, where's the plug? Where do you plug it in at? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I really wish I had had the discipline to learn an instrument, but it is. You always want to be on stage shredding. 
but you, but no one really wants to like you got to do the scales and do the homework day. you got to do yeah. the homework you got to do I'm still the... like that it's like I want to play solos but I don't want to do the work <laughs> Kirk just Me do too. it <laughs> you're good I'm just I'm, I'm I'm sitting there doing my scales going why am I doing this this is so boring do you still do you still have you're to do that it for me I thank you I have to you. do it yeah of course I have to yeah I have to practice scales you have to if you're going to be a guitar player you have to well, you don't have to, but if you really want to be a certain type of guitar player, you practice your scales. Okay. How many shows do you guys? How many shows are you guys doing this year? This, I guess this next year. We're out. Or we got stuff penciled in for the whole year. So uh, uh, I've, I've, well, my body has told me to tell <laughs> these guys that fifty shows a year is kind of what. We can do right. So make the best of those, yeah. and I think we all kind of agree <laughs> in that. And you know, oh, I'm glad you said it, James, not me. But 50 shows a year—that's pretty good. Let's let yeah. my body can handle that. Body, mind, and spirit all need to kind of revitalize themselves at home and days off for voices, things like that. So 50 shows a year, and it it goes pretty quick, I'm sure. But I still I tell people, well, we're only doing 50 a year, and there's they're saying. Oh my God, that's a lot. It's like it's not. It's not really compared to what we used to do. Yeah, I mean, we used to, we would tour for ten month, ten out of twelve months. You know, in the past, we we had crazy tours where we would tour like you know twelve, fifteen, sixteen weeks in a row. You know, doing five shows a week. Yeah, and, you and know, we came home and we were divorced and we broke. Yeah, yeah. girlfriends were gone and yeah. we were addicted to yeah. a few substances and yeah. you know we were fighting, but. Living the dream, but yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, this, this is, is so great. glamorous. This How is how glamorous is this? Yeah. Yeah, it's so so glamorous. Hey, hey yeah. you, where's my stuff? But you know, <laughs> in the driveway. That it, it, it's all it's all a learning experience. <laughs> we learned so much through all all that. I guess it yeah. is, but there, you know, nothing really beats the. No, you cannot replace anything with consistent touring to build your audience because you know, Rob, Rob Zombie was saying. He was like, yeah, we don't really get much radio play now, and we're playing bigger venues now than mm. we ever played before. But it's just, I think it's, do you find that it just, as long as you kind of stay on that sort of track of hitting the right towns and the right time frames, like, consistently, that it just keeps, because then people start bringing their kids. Yeah, they start bringing yeah I mean, in the beginning, yeah. Like, for for the first, like, 10, 15 years of the band, we pretty much lived by that. By that process, you know, yeah, that. we would pl- we would go and play where no one else would play, and that you know we're the working man's band. We'll go to the C, D, and E markets, you right, know, right. and people would be so appreciative, like, oh my god, no one ever plays Bald yeah. Knob, Arkansas, yeah, or, <laughs> or, De- or Delaware. Yes. Yeah, no one goes to New Hampshire, but Metallica did, right? And that says a lot. Yeah, that says a lot. Even on promo tours, you know, going, showing up, it. it you know, it shows your integrity and it shows that, you know, and no, nothing, well, I say that now, but who knows, there's probably new goggles that show up, but nothing uh, is better than going to see a live show. Uh, You can listen to it, you can podcast it, you can do all that stuff, but actually being there, your senses get like slammed and it's not just the music. It's not just the band. It's the atmosphere. It's the people next to you. It's that guy throwing up on your yeah. shoes. It's yeah. a it's, complete yeah. experience. Exactly. It's everything. It's driving to the show, driving back. You know, it's like you said when after you, uh, you saw a Star Wars movie uh, the other night. You know, after the after the the movie, there was like a feeling of like you know excitement when yeah. it ended. Yeah. You know, 
Same thing with with rock shows. When the band comes off, there's that moment of like, it, it ended. Wasn't that the best thing, or wasn't that you know the greatest thing you've ever seen? Or wow, they played this and they played that. I mean, it's all part of the experience, and you just don't get that when you're clicking a button or staring at a screen. Yeah, and I think even you probably can. Do you think you'll just tour as long as like for? Because you know, because a lot of people. A lot of people sort of snickered when uh, when they did the it was like McCartney and those guys did the show uh, in the desert. Like, oh, is mm-hmm. this old cello? And people went, they're like, no, it was actually really fucking good. Yep. Yeah, it was really. Oh, really good. Really fucking good. Yeah. Did you Did you go? Oh, I hope it's around in twenty years and we can play it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you got tons of time still. I hope so. You know, people ask it that ask us that question, and I can either be offended by it, like, what do you mean? Am I old? Yes, you're old. Okay, but. We're going to go until it doesn't feel fun. I mean, as simple as that. Yeah. You know, we've got plenty of mentors out there that have done it, and we can, you know, people mention the Stones, and I, yeah, that's kind of the go to, but they're not as athletic as we are. I yeah. know that. But so, like an ACDC, like an Angus Young, I see that guy, or, you know, Lemmy was out there playing to his last moments. Um, would we do that? Can we do that? Uh, will we? Who knows? Who knows? But there are mentors we can talk to about, hey, how's it feel? You still have decades before that point, too, where you, I think you would really have to. The choice is ours. Yeah. The choice is ours. And, you know, that that decision will be made basically on, you know, how our bodies are going to be holding up. And, like, as James says, you know, whether it's still means the same thing to us because it might not mean the same thing to us if we're all in pain the entire time. Right. You know, then it becomes something completely different. I mean, you know, we get this question asked a lot and we, you know, I try to answer it as best as I can, but the really the bottom line is we just got to see how, how, how things play out, you know? And you really do, you the older you get the more you have to the more work you have to do to just feel okay mm. the more it's like oh and i i didn't i didn't used to have to stretch yeah. just so i could you know so you don't you know go to open your car and like ah fuck what was that god damn it you know yeah. it's like where's that hemorrhoid cream <laughs> yeah. come on one of the one, yeah. sorry where's metalloroids one, one of the worst times one of the worst times i ever threw out my back was when i was Going down the stairs and I sneezed, and <laughs> something happened. And like, by the time I got to the bottom of the stairs, I could barely walk, and it was it that took was it. me by surprise. It's just like, you know, I, I woke up, I was having a perfectly good day, you know, felt good, had you know a whole like you know idea of of what I was going to do that day. Going down the stairs and then I sneezed, and like for the next two weeks I was in pain. That was it. Yeah, just so the one- doctor said. Stop sneezing. Stop, Stop sneezing. <laughs> or, or stay away from stairs. Get the elevator. Don't do that. Yeah, get an elevator. Get a rascal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just bring an rascal. elevator. <laughs> yeah. What? There you go. The rascal. Just a rascal. You can still do a solo in a rascal. You can yeah. Still... What's a rascal? That's one of those little carts that people... Oh, you mean play. a lark. Is that what that well, is? That too. Well, I call them Or what's the one on the stairs that goes... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah you play guitars. You go down. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you got a little hemorrhoid cream built yeah, into yeah. it. You exactly. got the pizza sock. Yeah. Pizza sock next to it. Dude, a, dude. A, We're gonna, making I'm some just progress gonna, I'm here. Just gonna, I'm going to uh, design a guitar with a, like, a, a whole pharmacy built into it. It's a great idea. <laughs> For anything I need. Anything, you know, that I might need. You squeeze while. the neck and it yeah. gives you your blood pressure. Yeah, and, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, you know, I have a little Geritol stash by my... 
like my pickup knob, you know. Yeah, your 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 pick yeah, just pricks the end of your finger just yeah. to make sure your uh, glucose levels down, are all good. If I push down on, on the neck, you know, a, a, a tube with with uh, the uh, the uh, the Roy cream comes out. Yep. You know? Okay, empty your 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 bag. Yeah, my <laughs> yeah exactly. Empty my bag. Oh. Is, is Kirk playing accordion now? No, that's uh, he's just. And what's that smell? He's in the bag. He's playing the bagpipes? No, he's not playing the bagpipes. Just the bag. I can just see it. Yeah. Metallica, Metallica on stage in in their eighties, and my guitar does my dialysis. At just the, the same whole thing. Time. Yeah. yeah. I plug the, in the to my time. guitar two times. Once for my amp, and once for my kidneys. I honestly think that people still would be fine with that. Like it still sounds good. I mean, I don't care. Whatever you got to yeah, do. Yeah, whatever Lots of do. ideas out there, people. Go. All right, Shark Tank. Is, is, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Let me see Kirk go on Shark Tank. Yeah. All right, you didn't like the pizza saco. How about this? Yeah. The dialysis guitar. Yeah. What? Yeah. Feels like a dialogue. market. The dialogaster. The dialogaster. Yeah. That's Brilliant. Great. There you go. James, you're yeah. really good at naming things. Oh, All right, yeah. we have uh, metalloids. Yeah. We have uh, the, the dialogaster. Well, it's, it's kind of a game, you know, coming up with funny names. Yeah. Is this what when you're on the when you're on the road? How do you sort of keep occupied? Do you do anything during the day? It's like, oh, we should go see stuff during the day, or is it? Do you just focus on? <laughs> do you just focus on I'm comedy? Stuff. I'm gonna go see stuff. <laughs> I think you go? Let's go to the museum. There's a you know. Let's go. Hey, to if the, the kids are out, yeah. If the kids are out, and we're in some new cool place like China or you know like Saint Petersburg, Russia or something, and the family is there, we're gonna do stuff. We're gonna go out and experience the culture. And, uh, but, you know, the family's not, you know, flying to LA here to hang out really or Cleveland or some other place that they've been a few hundred times, but you got to find new stuff. You got to find new stuff to do. And what I like to do, I just like walking, get lost in the city, just walk around and, you know, get outside. But it depends on the city. You can really tell how good, good the gig's going to be. By the amount of insane people out in front of your hotel, you know, <laughs> or at the airport when you land, it's like, oh my god, this sucks, but it's great. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and we're talking about places like you know Europe, you know South America, Asia, where Mexico they tip City, yeah, South where America, they, where, where, where you're typical, Well, where where <laughs> you know typically Metallica, they tweet Metallica. us like you know we're, we're the Beatles or something. I mean, there's there's the people who like. At the airports, you know, waiting for the, the the plane to land. As soon as we get out of the plane, you know, people are screaming. I mean, go to the hotel. There's a whole crowd out in front of the hotel. Well, that's not surprising. I mean, you, know, you guys nuts. are in Metallica. I mean, it is one of the biggest bands in the world. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you don't oh, yeah. really see see it to that extent <laughs> in, in the states. You know? Oh, I guess it's, it's other places that that people like. Get rabid about us. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. It, what, so this in the states are they? It's just not as they don't like, give up. Not- they don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, we haven't toured the states in a while. We've done one-offs here and there, but um, we'll see how it is. And we're we're super excited to tour the states again. Okay. We have not done a proper. U.S. tour in a long, long time. Yeah, well, it's since six, Death Magnetic, at yeah. least six, five or six years. Oh wow! Easily, yeah. So when is the ne- when does the new tour start for Hardwired next next year? Next year, January. Yeah. We're oh wow! Off, uh, I weeks. think it's China's first. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. 
what Korea, China, China, Beijing, I think, or Shanghai, something like Who that. Who booked that? What? <laughs> <laughs> China to Copenhagen? Friday you're in yep. Beijing, uh, and then the, the, Saturday Copenhagen. That's a long mm, swim, dude. What? <laughs> what's the what's the connection yeah. there? <laughs> yeah, right. Do you find that? I think Lars booked it. Do Lars you find booked the tour? <laughs> yeah. Copenhagen. We're uh, basing in Copenhagen. Mm, yeah. Interesting. In and out of Abu Dhabi, you know, yeah. easy. You know? Yeah. We're basing in Copenhagen, but we're playing Shanghai. <laughs> yeah, I don't I think sometimes when you're there's there's what looks like it makes sense on the calendar. Okay, yeah, that's an eight hour flight, probably make it there and then over. And then there's the human cost of that. Like, why did we agree to yeah. it looked like oh. it made so much sense on the calendar? And I'll tell you, the crew look at you like you dicks. Yeah. You know you, what? <laughs> We're not flying, you know. Sometimes they're flying, but yeah, we got to get gear from here to here, or yeah, yeah. There, I, there's someone else that does that job. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. a lot know, of times the tours. Yeah, a lot of times I'll show up at the gig and I'll see my guitar tech and I go, "How's it going?" He goes, "Well, <laughs> we uh, we had a, a, a three o'clock loadout and a five o'clock plane flight." 5 a.m. Oh, so, Jesus. Uh, you know, you know 7 a.m. lobby call. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, he'll give me a whole rundown, and then afterwards he'll go, but I'm fine. Oh, yeah. my God. Those hey, guys are... Here's your guitar out of tune. Yeah. The... yeah. <laughs> yeah. This had strings on it before? What? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't give a shit. I'm tired. You need all six tonight? <laughs> Come on. Come on, man. I slept for two hours. <laughs> yeah, the Dialocaster. Yeah. Come on. No, I got to hand it to you, though. The, you know, the, our road crew, our back, back line guys, I mean, they sacrifice so much rest, so much sleep, just so that they can get the show going. They kick ass. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, and, and I really don't, you know... Those guys in all black that just sort of run in and out, you know, and yeah. get everything. I they, they never get the credit that they deserve. It is to set up a fucking massive show uh-huh. in each town and have everything be the same and lo- have yeah. to be the same experience. Under That's a, an incredible under a, feat. Under a deadline. Under a deadline. Yeah. Under new. Uh, under different conditions because every house is different. There are rules. You know, every yeah. sort yeah. of the, all, the power. Power's different. You know, the energy, the electricity is different. Oh, you remove yeah. that cable over here. Well, that's a that's a thousand dollars. What? Or no, you ask it? those guys. Oh, we're going to this gig, and they. Oh God, I remember that load in. You know. <laughs> They don't have an elevator or, you yeah. know, something. You have or, to go down these or the stairs local, yeah. or something. Or the local crew doesn't listen or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. They just, they just know. How do you get your I'm, – I'm interested to know. I want to I understand about child rearing in this day and age as I embark on potentially having kids soon. Uh, an it, it, inter- interestingly put. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Yay! It's uh, – no, I'm not pregnant. But um, – I, how do you get them to not look at their, I guess you probably have the same problem at your shows too sometimes where people are like paying attention to filming or they're tweeting, I'm Adam Adalga. Like, how do you force them to experience anything when, you know, it's so easy for them to just have their faces down? Well, again, you know, my kids go to Waldorf school and part of the whole Waldorf thing is no screens during the week. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, So they're pretty used to the mom and dad saying, uh, no screens. And then they, they put it away or or do what they, they have to do. But yeah, my wife and I are all about full on real experiences, you know, in the, in the moment. Yeah. That's good. What about you? My my kids are all screens all the time. (laughs) They go to a school where their homework is on the screen. So if we don't look at it, they can get away with stuff. So, you know, we're supposed to, parents are supposed to go onto a site and check out, 
you know, everything's there. Yeah. Here's our grades. Here they turned in his homework at eleven oh five, you know, and it's graded here and it's all there. Shit. Which is really convenient. And there's complete accountability and no wiggle room. But I don't want to be on a screen either. You know, I don't want to sit there and I mean, we just moved and we're we're in a home that didn't have Wi Fi and they're like, Dad, oh my God, I got my homework. I'm studying for finals. Like you know, go go to the Starbucks. <laughs> you know, you gotta have Wi-Fi to do your homework. It's kind of sad, but uh, I wouldn't worry so much about it. I mean, at the gigs, it is somewhat frustrating when you look out and you're like da da da, and everyone's got the screen. I mean, and it's all the same. It's kind of robotic army looking, right? You know? It's everyone's looking through their screen at you, you know, or they're. You know, it's really bad when someone's got their iPad. Like, wait a minute, I can't even see. Oh you know? yeah, but what are you going to do? You know, you we can't enforce anything. Sure, you know, and don't bring your this and that. And you're coming to a concert. You're going to celebrate it however you want. Yeah. If you want to rem- remember you in that moment, I that's great. You singing better than me into your phone <laughs> and playing it later for. Someone who doesn't give a shit, maybe, but or there's 500, you know, YouTube things from the same angle, you know. Right. I, we got no control over that. You enjoy it how you want to enjoy it. Um, I just wonder if later on you'd be thinking, "Damn, uh, yeah, I have it memorized on here, <laughs> but I didn't feel it. I right. didn't feel it completely." So, right, it's up to them. Do you play when you when you do those 50 shows next year? Is the playlist relatively the same as there, or do you kind of like? Mix it up each show. I kind of yeah, feel like playing we, this. We, or... we change it up every show. We change the set list up every show. Make it interesting for us as well as the audience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have like one night all of Rain and Blood. Yeah. You know, yeah. or uh, yeah. Anthrax's first album. You know, yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> Just to mix not it one up. Metallica mix it song. Yeah. yeah, not one Metallica <laughs> yeah. song. We'll cover a Metallica song yeah. in there. You know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just give them a little credit, whatever. Just to come on, we'll throw some in there to make them happy. I tell you, we have a lot of songs now. Of course, so you do. It's a great, you know, gold-plated problem to have. What songs are you going to play? What songs work best here or there? Or you know, uh, you know, Lars has his own method of. Last time we played "Hit the Lights" here was in you know 1997 yeah. on yeah. the Blah Blah Tour. Oh, okay. Uh, do you think anyone remembers that <laughs> but you and your computer? But uh, he's very into that. He doesn't want to rehash and rehash. And so we've got a lot of good songs on this record, too. We'll be trying all those out live. And, you know, if hopefully we get doubles or multiples in cities. Sure. And that's even easier to come up with a different set list, you know. If right, which is great. So multiple if, exactly, shows. if people yeah. want to come to see and multiple shows. And people do travel. Our fans are crazy enough to to stalk us around the country or even to different continents, yeah. which is unbelievable. Yeah. 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 You know, we're still kind of uh, uh, discovering new combinations, too, of you know, what's, what combinations of songs work amazingly well. And, you know, it, it's it's interesting that we're still, like, discovering new stuff with our set list, too. We, uh, we played a show in, in London, and we played uh, uh, the first three songs – uh, it were a combination that we never did before, and then and when we played them after the show, we thought, "Wow, that was really effective and really cool," because we had never played those three songs in that that way at the top of the set. Yeah, that's nice to still be able to discover new. I think that's probably really the key, and that's probably why you would continue to do it. 
I mean, besides the, you know, keeping the business going, but mm-hmm. just that finding those moments because the new moments get rarer and rarer. It's like, how can you continue to be surprised or how can you continue to surprise yourselves? Mm-hmm. So, and the writing of new songs is certainly part of that. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know what songs are going to work live when you go out there. So you're extra enthused about playing them and okay. Do I incite the crowd to do something in this part, or mm. are they going to do it? Do they you just let them learn it, or what? What are they going to do here? You yeah, know? I, you can think about it as much as you want in the studio. Like, okay, here's the song, or here's the part where they go, hey, hey, hey you know, and then you get out there and they don't. You know, right. so you you can't you can't <laughs> you know you can't prethink what's going to happen live. It just happens. Yeah, but I think that's also what's that what makes a live show experience special and seeing a, a band or a performer who knows how to, you know, deliver somewhat what people expect, but also be able to improvise and make everything a little bit different and a little bit special. Well, I mean, you really have to have that element in your show. All right. You know, it's just like if you just go out there and just play the album, everyone knows you're just going to go out there and play the album. Right. Well, and I think people can also feel if you're, into it or not into it or if it's not if doesn't really you know they can they can feel that I oh think. there's no doubt if yeah. it doesn't they they can they feel the honesty or not mm-hmm. and i will say though the shows the older we get the more unique the shows get because <laughs> someone forgets something or brain farts on what is this song i mean just the other day the 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 intro to one played and I went out and I started fade to black and everyone everyone looked at me and I got that feeling of like complete shame like you bad boy and and I, I was gonna up, was play like, oh my god I was gonna play the one solo over that part because it would work it would totally work I think if you would work, just committed bro. to it and been like yeah the people were like oh my god what a mashup yeah he's Ooh. man he's a man he changed it he just did it some yeah. of those some you know, I think some of the best things can be mistakes. Oh, some absolutely. of the absolute... happy accidents, man. happy accidents, love, love them. Those love happy evolution. Accidents. That's how people evolved. It was yeah, just happy yep. accidents of I was nature. Born. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Me> too. <laughs> I was a I was a martini accident. All right. That was sort of an oops, hooray. Yeah, yeah. Oops, hooray. Hey, ish. I guess, mm. I guess this is, we love you, ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, we're supposed to love you. Oh, that's the best. Oh, come on, come on. Are there any places that you're particularly excited about hitting this next year? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, it uh, it always is kind of interesting for me to go into Asia because Asia is just such a different. Part of the world, so obviously, Asian. it is very Asian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's that's just, what you can it's say just, about Asia. It's very. It's Asian. just like you know, on stage, off stage. There's just uh, like just so many trippy things, and you know how they do do things. You know their culture, and so it's always interesting for me when we go to Asia and play shows. I mean, we don't know what to expect. Well, yeah, and then because every show. Every time you're on stage, you're forming a relationship with that immediate audience, mm-hmm. and I would imagine when you're playing to that many different cultures. People do have – cultures have different ways that they respond or different ways that they react. So yeah. is that, does that ever – has that well, ever thrown you off or do you kind of just – Well, 
one th- let them come to you. One thing that, that I've kind of noticed, you know, after going there two or three times, is every time we go there, it's different. You know, it's it, they're a little bit more receptive, or they've you know progressed a little bit more in terms of like watching us. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 reactions are a little bit, bit more than than it had been the previous time. Yeah, I mean, it almost feels like you know we go there, we school them, then we come <laughs> back and we're like, hey, look what we learned. We'll show you. On this show. We've practiced being fans. <laughs> exactly. While you've been it, away, it, but that's how it feels every time Check we go there. Check out this there, headbanging move. It's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different, and it's, it's a little bit more open, <laughs> and it's a little better, you know. So maybe by the time our tenth visit there, there'll be it'll be full on chaos. Mm. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, it because I that because I would imagine it it can be a little disconnecting sometimes if you're. Here and then, there's you know a sea in between you and thirty thousand people or whatever it is, right? And because you know the dynamic of playing a room of a hundred people or two hundred people is is different. So how do you how do you keep the intimacy? You know right. when there's that you know when you know there's people that are like two city blocks away <laughs> from the stage. Well, you do your best. I mean, we're we're all we are performers. We played live, you know, since day one. Uh, we've toured. You know ourselves a lot. We've been road dogs and very, very, very uh, uh, into it. And uh, when you get good at performing, you just you know what to do. You just kind of know. Okay, the crowd's farther away. You know, we our goal is to make everyone feel as close as possible to us. So whether it takes big screens or <clears throat> or some kind of snake pit that we've come up with or something like that. But I agree at the festivals. It's harder and harder to feel intimate. Obviously, it's a festival, but right. there's a barricade, you know, gosh, 50 yards away, you know, and there are people because they got the cameras and this and that. It's all, it's all about a TV show now sure. instead or sure. something. And But you deal with it. You deal with it and you do your best. And um, I do have to say, though, I think Kirk really likes playing Asia because especially in Japan, they say, hey, cock, <laughs> cock. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. In, 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 in all over Asia, I'm not Kirk Hammett. I'm Cock. Hammett. You're Cock Hammer. Where is Cock? Where's Cock? We cock? want Cock. I want Cock. I'm here with Cock. Speaking to Cock. Oh, it's I want hilarious. to see Cock. Where? It's so Where's hilarious. Cock? Sorry, that's really maybe, bad, but maybe, it's maybe, funny. It's so funny. I'm just thinking uh, maybe maybe I should just change my name. You could change the pizza sock to the cock sock. Oh, oh, there you go. Cox Pizza Sock. The Cox Sock. The Cox Sock. No, there's always a Cox Sock. You can use it for pizza. If you want. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could use it for pizza. Multifunctional. Pizza first. Time. Something I, else second. I, I really yeah. feel like this, this pizza sock <laughs> is so dumb. It's a great idea. I really do think there's something. So, like, you get a pizza, but you're not going to be able to eat it right away. Right, right. So, so you, you put it in the sock. You put it in the sock. And then yeah. guess what? You still have fresh hot pizza. Yeah. I mean... And you, know, and you can put like little designs on the sock, and like you can make uh, make it look like a uh, a, sun, a smiley sun, yes, or something, yes, or, or you know, uh, let's see, you can make it look like a 
A pancake? You're already, you've already come cover. up with great yeah. ideas. Manhole cover. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Sewer pizza. You know, yes. Cap- Captain America's Ninja Turtles? shield. Ninja Turtles? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is a great... Giant frisbee. You've, yeah. you've just come up with like eight really great ideas for this thing that needs to exist. All or you put is... it over your spare tire on the back. Yes. You know? And it's perfect. a pizza holder. There perfect. you go. Yeah, whenever you need it, you can just peel it, peel it off the back <laughs> of your, your, your spare tire and... Put it on yeah, your pizza. Protects your tire and your pizza. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is a great idea. And I'm sure for anyone, you know, if George Foreman had any reservations at first, like, oh, people are going to make fun. You know, he probably made like a half a billion dollars off yeah. that fucking grill. Yeah, I, yeah. I heard it was extremely successful. That's Insanely. Awesome. Yeah. I have one. Yeah. They're uh, great. Yeah. I have to say I have. I had one. There's one yeah. at the studio, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah there mean, is one. Yeah, yeah Greg Fiddleman, he's the chicken guy. He's all he eats is chicken. He's all about the the Foreman grill. Yep. They, they work really great. Yeah, yeah. It just grills it to perfection in eight <laughs> minutes. Your chicken is done. It Brought just, to you by. It cleans up real nice, <laughs> real easy. I mean, do you, do you ever, it's just kind of going back to that idea of, uh, you know, between art and commerce, is, it, you know, what do you feel is, are, are there boundaries? Does it feel like, well, you know, we this is a job. We should get paid for it, but we shouldn't. You know, do do you feel weird about making too much money or not enough money? Like, it, it, what are the, what are those lines for you between what's what's the art of it and like what's the business of it? That's pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, it's not something we really think a lot about. It's well, that's kind of natural. You know, uh, we have always invested back into Metallica, and that's how you grow. And and we've always done that, whether it's you know, sink your money into a movie that you think is going to be great, and maybe it. You know, we've taken lots of risks with our, with our, with our, uh, you know, with our Metallica bank account, and you know, uh, Orion Festival. There's been quite a few things that haven't panned out, but we've tried. And you're you're an artist. <laughs> Why would you not do that? Why would you not try to do things? That you'd want to see as a fan, right? I think that's awesome. Uh, is it financially responsible? No, <laughs> uh, not at all. <laughs> but it's cool, and it's it looks great, and we've done it, and we certainly live comfortably enough. Our families do, but the fact that we can invest into Metallica and make new things happen, be first at things, it's we're explorers. Yeah, I think it's riskier to not take risks. Like totally. you need yeah. to, you need yeah. to continue, especially exactly. if you do anything for any length of time. You can't just do the same thing every time. Well, you know, I, I, I think you know we there's a there's a little bit of creative restlessness in in all of us. I mean, we're just if we, we occupy a, a place too long, we just kind of like start getting restless and start looking around and looking for like other places to take it. You know. I mean, I for me, I'm always looking for just new, unique, original th- ways to do things, you know, just all the time because, you know, that's the way I think. It's been grilled into me ever since the beginning to, like, just do things differently. You know, the world doesn't need a, another carbon copy of this. Yeah. The world really needs something, a different take on on. on, on Everything really. I mean, when you think about it, that's what the life of an artist is. It's just like looking for the for what's around and, and seeing how you can reinterpret it and make it different and unique and original again. You know, for other people to 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 experience. I yeah, mean, that's what a, a creative 
artist does. But when you are such a driving force behind a genre of something, and then you inspire a generation, a couple generations of people to make their own stuff, and it's like they're innovating on what they've been influenced by from you, does that... That does that kind of come back around? You're like shit. Now we have to innovate because all these people that kind of copied, but then found their own version of what we're doing. Now we have to stay ahead and, of all. And that. that's what you want. You know, you want that feedback loop to keep you, you know, just present and aware of what's going on. Because I mean, you benefit from that when you when when. I believe you benefit from that when someone comes mm-hmm. out of nowhere and does something super cool, inspired by our, by us, but you know, taken somewhere else. I mean, I love that and it inspires me to like look at that and take what they did, maybe somewhere completely different. Yeah, I mean, it's a feedback loop; it feeds on mm. itself. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of better versions of Nothing Else Matters than yeah, ours. Totally. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, the piano version, the yeah. uh what the Gregorian chant version, the <laughs> you know, the the uh, acapella version. Yeah, yeah, the cello, the Celtic cello version. Mm-hmm. Um there's tons of versions of that or Sandman. Macy, it is yeah. so cool. Yeah, Macy yeah. Gray, uh Lots of different cool versions and your of it. Children's Instrument version of Sandman, yep. which is now oh, maybe yeah. the definitive version of that's Sandman. By far the best, yes. <laughs> but it's really cool to hear. I mean, that's an honor, I would say. That is a huge compliment where someone takes your song and l- legitimately does it in their style, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, orchestral or, or uh, choral or, you know, uh, Gregorian, like we were saying. Uh, it's really cool to to think that you the song is that good where it can work in any kind of different uh, genre. And also interesting to see because you know everyone kind of has the, it's just an emotional expression of something and seeing like oh they saw these things in here that we didn't necessarily see yeah and they brought this 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 idea to it and it's you know it's just like a like a like a conversation. Yeah, the melody Absolutely. that we thought wasn't so great. They brought it out and they made it really good. Or yeah, they've highlighted things that went into their ear. You know, they needed that, and that's that's how they hear it. Yeah, and they put it out their way. It's yeah. digested or, by them. Yeah, or you know, you know, someone like changes the entire arrangement of the song, mm-hmm. and then you listen to it back and go, "Wow, that's incredible! Never would have <laughs> thought of doing that ourselves." So they <laughs> you know? digested it and shit it out their own way, and now they have metalloids. Yeah, they have metalloids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But these are good roids. These yeah. are these are the good roids that you want to have. We're spreading good roids. <laughs> are you guys? Are you, I assume you're taking just a little bit of time off for the holidays, maybe. A little mm-hmm. bit, yeah, yeah. We got like two or three weeks. Are you going to? Are you still at Jerusalem in Hawaii? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's nuts. Oh, what a. So it's a, a white sandy Christmas, basically. You know, get a it, it, it's Santa Christmas. Claus on on, on uh, a surfboard, you know. Nice. Sa- you know, sand a Claus. Sand a Claus. Yeah. You know, sometimes you'll see Santa Claus in a hula skirt, which always cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What are you doing for the holidays? Uh, no hula skirts. Um, uh, I I I live in Vail now. Oh, so nice. We're Colorado, and we're, that doesn't suck either. It does not suck. Wow. Uh, so yeah, spending the holidays there, and then also back in California with my family. That's really nice. When does this my go up? Extended Katie? family. Oh, okay, good. Okay, great. I, I'm... How was Christmas? It was awesome. <laughs> it was yeah. great. We Best great Christmas time. ever. Oh, Remember that so... thing that my, happened? My in-laws were yeah. so great. 
<laughs> Not one argument. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was so so wonderful. Everyone was on point. Yeah. yeah. No, my uh, I got married in August, and my wife and I are just going away. Like she was, oh, I'd love to see snow. And I'm like, well, let's go to. Let's go to Wyoming. So we're just going to go to Wyoming for awesome. for like a week. There you the go, least man. populated state. Is it is the least is. populated state? Yep. I really? Not, I thought it was Montana. No, I would have put it at uh, North Dakota or Montana I as so well. Too the Dakotas, no. but no. But it's Wyoming. Yeah, it's nice. Any any uh, anything for the new year? Any any resolutions for the new year? Or anything you're excited about this year besides the tour or anything? Do you at the end of each year kind of take stock and go, "Here's what I'm going to change." Are you tied to the calendar like the rest of the culture? I'm uh, excited for a new season of Game Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm really excited about. I mean, it is. It is. <laughs> what can I say? It's a, a really great show. Have you did you watch Westworld? No, but I I'm really familiar with the original movie with Yo Brenner. And that, that that movie, have you, if you've not seen the original yeah, movie, yeah, you must it see again. it. It's great. That it's freaked great. me out as a kid. Yeah, yeah it's it's great. You know, it's a machine. Scene, ah, you know, when, when you it's, it, he takes it, takes it, the old brain takes its face off, and it's a robot. I mean, that's a brilliant scene. I, <laughs> I would say it, I would give it a shot, it, especially if. Oh if yeah, you, I, I intend if, on it because I know you, sure. you like horror sci-fi. Yeah, I intend. Stuff. I intend on it. Yeah, it's really what really I do good. is I just I, I hear about all these shows and I just wait and I just watch the last episode. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've done. I'd never saw Blacklist. So, so, I never saw. Yeah. Uh, gosh, what was the other one I just looked at? So, yeah. We didn't have we didn't have cable. Yeah. We just moved into our house and then but but uh, on Directv or somewhere there were shows that the previous owners had saved. Oh, and they were all like the last episodes of certain so, shows. So I just watched them all. It's like, <laughs> wow, that was awesome. Wow, I, get I it. saw the series. Hey. <laughs> so you can actually say that you've seen every last episode of all those shows. Every last episode of every show. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, that's me. That's not bad. That's not no. bad. Yeah, I think uh, I think spoiler alert with James Hetfield is a really great idea. Yeah. For- Why <laughs> watch the whole series? Yeah, exactly. There you one. go. I think <laughs> Kevin Smith might have done that, actually. I think yeah. Kevin and, and, and your, your, yeah, your, your, your show is only like three minutes. <laughs> there you go. This guy dies. Boom. That is that thing. Yeah, exactly. that, guy, that dude's a robot. Exactly. Everyone dies and Thanks. the zombies take over. Thanks yeah. for watching. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for watching. And, and the world blows up. <laughs> brought, to <you> by, <laughs> brought to you by Kurt Hemet's Pizza Stockings. Zombies. And the Metalloroids. And Metalloroids. No, he's, he, gets the, he gets the rival. Just to fuck with you. He gets yeah, the rival hey, pizza stocking. Hey, hey, hey. This is a market. <laughs> this is a whole market, I feel like. All right. It is enough. a problem. Right, well, I have to say, you know, the, <laughs> I just like the, the, those two words together, pizza sock. It just has a great ring to it. What can I say, you know? Nothing, you know, there's nothing more valuable, I think, than just a catchy thing. And then, you know, if there's <laughs> substance behind that, great. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I agree. That's secondary. That's secondary, yeah. <laughs> Quality, yeah. secondary. Secondary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catchy first. Functionality. Yeah. Quality, second. Oh, fu- fuck it. with that. Yeah. Does this pizza sock... I don't give a shit. It's called a pizza sock. Who cares? Come on, buy it. I can tell everyone we have one. So you cut to next year, you on QVC. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Not a a bad idea. You get uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers to uh, market it. (laughs) Pizza sock. 
<laughs> then five years from now, five years from now, I'm like in in rehab and like I look like 20 years older and I'm like going. It's all because of that damn pizza. The sauce. pizza sack ruined everything. Yeah. 800 yeah. pounds. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. It turning out having the freshest, warmest pizza at all time was the worst idea yeah, ever. It ruined me. My cholesterol. I had to get open yeah. heart surgery. Yeah. This is the worst. Yes. I'm a machine now. Yeah. Uh, it's come true. It's basically you get. You I'm get, Westworld. Yeah. <laughs> you get you get sued. I'm, like, I'm run by Domino's. You get sued I'm by like Raven Johnson and the Jerk, where it's like everyone yeah. ends up cross-eyed. Like yeah, you exactly. Up, yeah, yeah, everyone the, ends up the opti grab. The opti grab. Opti grab. This movie, happened. Movie yes. still holds up. Movie still holds up. It's great. Oh, yeah. The Jerk. Yeah. What are your top? Just before we kind of wrap this down, what are your top like couple of favorite comedies? What are your top? top well, you know, The Jerk is uh, absolutely one of them. Yeah. I like Cabin Boy. Cabin Boy. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, you know, Cabin Boy has epic scenes in it. It does, especially with the big blueberry muffin. Yep. out in the ocean. Yep, yeah. Never go full retard. <laughs> Tropic go. Thunder, dude, I love that. That's the new bus movie, even though we're not on a bus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, and another one, Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite's incredible. Incredible film. Yeah. Incredible. I I saw that movie like five five years ago, six years ago. Loved it so much. The, when we talked about it on the podcast, the director commented on the thread, Scott Sanders, and so we had him on as a guest. Nice. I love we, that movie. we did a screening at Meltdown Comics of Black Dynamite <laughs> and had him and the cast on, and it was great. And we were an inch away from my company, Nerdist, was trying to produce a sequel to Black Dynamite. And we just Please. couldn't make it happen. You know um, that the, the last uh, 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 Sasha Cohen movie, The Brothers. Uh, oh, Grimsby. That movie is so amazingly funny. I know it got it didn't get the greatest reviews, but right. my lord, go and see. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Oh my god! There's one scene in there. <laughs> I was crying. I almost fell into the, the airplane aisle. I was doubled over <laughs> in laughter because I was watching it on a plane. And then another scene came. I had to huddle around the screen because I didn't want to offend all the people <laughs> sitting around me. <laughs> But it was so funny. Again, I was like, tears were coming out of my eyes because it was so funny. So check that one out. All right. It's a good one. All right. I will take that as a recommendation. Yes. We will watch Brothers Grimsby. I think yeah. it was available to, on VOD almost immediately. So yeah, we'll, I like the uncomfortable comedies like Gentleman Bronco. Have you yep. seen something like that? Or, yeah. Things Gentleman like that Bronco, are really just so awkward and so <laughs> disconnected, you know, that they're so, they're so unrealistic that they're funny. Yeah. You know. But well, they that's are what realistic. Brothers Grimsby yeah. is. It's so uh, unrealistic. It's you get a lot of that in the British comedies. In the British mm-hmm. comedies, you get a lot of that. That sort of weird, like, oh, that's like the cringe, like, oh, hi, <laughs> you know, yeah, just, just, yeah. Those are those are those li- lines from those movies are brought up around our house. Um, you know, hard to beat for me. Those just goofy comedies, airplanes, you mm-hmm. know, the stuff like that, or. Uh, I, the one that's forever been with us is the Blazing Saddles. Yeah, that one is. That was the original bus movie for us. Yeah, Pretty funny. What well, I should send, I should send to you, uh, ah, because you know, I'm sure this. I'm not going to get sued for this by a by Viacom, but um, I, I ripped all of the original Police Squads. There were six episodes awesome. of the original Police Squad. Loved it, and I ripped them all. So I'll, I should send those. I'll send those to you if you want them. Uh, but they're fucking. They hold up. It's just the du- the crazy. There's a joke in there where they put these are always impossible to explain, but he's following a lead and and I can't, and I can't track the most jokes you can track. You go, okay, I see how they got from A to B. All of a sudden he goes, 
So I decided to go to one of those all-night wicker stores, and they go up to this (laughs) store, and it's a 24-hour wicker store, and scores of people are walking out with wicker. It's the fucking (laughs) stupidest. Like, how did they... Why? Why? How did they get to that? I can't track it. I love stuff like that. I can't track it. It's it's just like so left field. You go, what type of mind created that? But I love the fact that Someone did it. Yeah. You know, yeah. someone just thought of something. And maybe it was like spur of the moment. That's why I like, you know, a lot of those Will Ferrell movies where it just, you think they're just having fun. Or yeah. even like the old, yeah. like, uh, you know, uh, Smoking the Bandit, stuff like yep. that, where you think just, you know, Burt Reynolds, they're just having a blast. Right. And there's some guys filming it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It comes across. That. It totally comes across on screen that they're just having a good time. And a lot of it is improvisational. Comedy because they're just having a good time joking yeah. around with their friends. Yeah, Smoking the Bandit was fucking great. You know what's a really, really great show that mm-hmm. it just discovers Archer. Oh, yeah, Archer's fantastic. It's really, really funny. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and that guy, Archer, says all the things that you want to say. You can get away with a lot in animation. Yeah. You can get away with a lot. If any live action show said what, like, if they wrote stuff that Archer or South Park or any of those, they get in trouble. Get in trouble. Like, none of those people would work again. Yeah. (laughs) The show would be canceled. Blackballed throughout all all of Hollywood. Completely. But it's nice. Animation. Yeah. No one's accountable. No one's accountable. (laughs) Family family guy, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. No, it's cartoons. Yeah, it's not real. It's not real. But uh, the the new album, uh, Hardwired Self Struct, is available now everywhere. Yeah. And uh, you, you should bet. pick it up. And then Metallica is going to tour next year at the States, which uh, they haven't done for quite a while. Very excited yes. for that. You asked earlier about what you're excited about and, you know, going to the places we haven't been in a long time. That's certainly, you know, the States. We're excited about that. Well, fantastic. I, I You know, I you came on we were at comic-con the last time you came on the mm-hmm. podcast if you get, and now i was delighted to know that you guys wanted to come back on because you're not it's just fun to i don't know i feel like i would if you want to take me on tour at any point to just hang out and make dick jokes all day long uh i'm happy to do that i'm happy to do you that with right you guys in. yeah for sure i feel yeah. like i feel like West cock <laughs> <laughs> yeah metalloroids you could be yeah. you know there's Come just a lot of material here yeah you just open up the show warm up the crowd yeah why not you know i really feel like a metal crowd would love a dorky comedian coming out and just <laughs> we making had, jokes we have had uh, comedians open for us in the past how does that go that can't go well well you know bonnaroo uh, you know uh, uh uh we had so, uh, was it chris rock or, or came out uh, we introduced some, us yeah uh, that uh, would well uh there's been a few there's been a yeah. few jim brewer for sure brewer, yeah has come and done a lot of stuff with us uh uh yep yeah. so come on i feel like it's go hard ahead. to open for it's hard to do comedy opening for a band because be tough. people just they really just want the band, and and they may not necessarily go. Oh well, the band wasn't going to come out now anyway. There was going to be some type of an opening act. They just think you are the thing that is keeping us in between. Exactly. Us. As soon as you get off, you Metallica are, yeah. goes on. You, Why are you still yeah, talking? You are the barrier. <laughs> yeah. You are the barrier to us having a complete good time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask for you. You're like that U2 album they put on my iPhone that I didn't ask for. Well, what we'll have to do maybe is just put a clock countdown before you go out. And then Oh, that's okay, a great idea. We know, we know in 10 minutes they're coming out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey everyone, is everyone having a good time? That Nine, would, you know that would actually eight, work. 7. Yeah. If you if you actually acknowledge that, you know, 
I know, I know that you guys don't really want me here on stage, but here I am. But hey, there's a timer. The reason, that <laughs> or did you open with? Yeah, ten minutes of Metallica. Are you ready? Yeah, okay, and then go off. In the '90s, I worked at uh, I worked at K Rock, and and you, I, and so what you had to do if you were a DJ is that like once a month you had to introduce a band somewhere, like K Rock presents whatever. I introduced uh, Social Distortion at uh, the it was the Palace at that nice. time, uh, but they were late. They were already a half hour late, and then I had to come out. And tell the everyone that they were going to be later. And I worked. I worked at K Rock, and I, I worked at MTV. Two things that that audience was not super keen on because they were corporate. And uh, so here comes this uh, dorky white guy in his twenties in a leather jacket that was too big for him. Going, hey everybody, welcome to the. And as soon as I was welcome to the whatever was in anyone's hands, just came flying <laughs> the stage. And so I still have nightmares about that. Welcome to the thump thump. Yeah. Yeah. Which of course got huge laughs uh, when I got hit in the head with a bottle, uh, uh, like a plastic bottle. So that was that was my nightmare of like, yeah, you don't want to. Way to be uncomfortable, man. Yeah, man. I really, I really grew that day, you know. (laughs) And I feel like Mike Ness really appreciated the sacrifice that I made for his show. I made that show scar tissue, man. Yeah, man. You did grow. Yeah, I did. I did just a little extra skin (laughs) to hide the crack that was in my head uh, before that. But uh, thank you guys so much for being here. It was really great to see you again. All right, likewise, likewise, man. man. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. Hey, bro, I Sweet. love that Ren and Stimpy thing. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I just bought, uh, I collect animation cells. Stimpy. And for whatever reason, Stimpy. for whatever reason, Ren and Stimpy's are super cheap right now. So yeah. I have like a stack of original production cells from Ren and Stimpy. I love Ren and Stimpy. Did you see the adult Ren and Stimpy's that came yeah, out? Yeah, they were on like, Spike. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it was a little much. And I think, I think... He, John K really needed the counterbalance of Nickelodeon yeah. to just find this happy center. Well, of... we'll, see, we'll see, you know, when he was on Nickelodeon, there's a certain amount of like innocence that they, he had to interject into the, yes. into the, the, the episodes. Yeah. Whereas on uh, Adult, it was just like yeah, it was like Simpy gives birth was, to a piece yeah, of it shit. Was, it, it was it was <laughs> it was a bit too much. Yeah. It was a bit too much. <laughs> it was a bit much. I mean, when they you know when they go on the beach, you know, and yeah. then there's this, all, all these women and. You know, I mean, that was kind of kind of weird. But those first those 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 first episodes like Space Madness and Nurse brilliant. Stimpy and all brilliant. those the Littlest Giant yeah. like those those yeah. we Going still to watch the those. Dentist. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, my wife's a big Ren and Stimpy fan too, yeah, so we we, we still watch them. Yeah, me too. That was what year was that? that 91? 9091? Yeah, yeah cuz I remember I was in I was in college stumbled across it one Sunday. Like what the fuck is this? Yeah. Pretty ahead of its time. Way ahead of yeah. its time, and oh. and and holds up really well. Completely. Because like I I watch them and I'm still cracking up. I have the same old stuff there. But that poor show back. had so many. It had so many. So much. So many problems because, you know, Nickelodeon and like basically fired John Kay and then why though? I I don't know. I, I I'm sure it was just. I'm sure it was a difference of personality, difference of direction for the show, and so they basically hired his right hand guy to then take over the show. Mm. And uh, that's when it all changed. And then it all changed. And then John drew a picture of <laughs> he drew a picture of his his this guy that they used to be friends uh, with his finger up a Ren doll, <laughs> and then but this is to how this dates the story. Uh, put the page in a fax machine and then taped the ends together so it just faxed on the loop <laughs> over and over and over and over and over. 
<laughs> so that's hilarious. <laughs> so that uh... <laughs> too bad fax isn't right. No, it's like no it's like Rick Rolling, someone yeah, fax you... <laughs> style. <laughs> that's, that's, still around. There are still fax. Yeah, people. It is. It's like there are some big, like big antiquated corporate places where it's like. You have to fax in a sign. Like, it's a fa- a what? Yeah, occasionally I get requests where I have to fax in something. Oh, yeah. Like a yeah. form or something. I'm going, what? Well, yeah, yeah. How am I going to find a fax machine? I did. I, had to, was, I was like, can I just send in a PDF? No, it needs to be a fax. I'm like, you know I could counterfeit a, P- a, 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 a fax the same. Like, it's yes. not. Yeah. But, anyway. Um, well, let's get you guys to sign the guest book. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, Call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. 